Now hear the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown the strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Today we come to the last Sunday in Advent. Three weeks ago we began our Advent journey with the invitation to lament, the invitation to notice the things that are not right and to boldly name them before God. The next week, we explored the invitation to a new way of seeing, a kingdom vision that invites us to know and to see from an eternal perspective. We saw as well the invitation to participate in the work of the Holy Spirit, bringing reconciliation. And last week, we heard the invitation to see the inbreaking kingdom around us and to hear the singing God and to receive his invitation to participate in the love that makes manifest his kingdom. In the previous weeks in our Advent Bible studies, we've heard the promise of God to Abraham that he would be the father of nations, even as he was old and without children. We heard the prophecy of Isaiah that Jesus proclaims as fulfilled in the presence of those were gathered in the synagogue of Nazareth. The prophecy of the kingdom that is good news for the poor, freedom for those held in captivity, sight for the blind, release for those who are oppressed. This is the time of the Lord's Jubilee. 
we explored the way that Jesus left us in the in-between of this prophecy, the space in between the proclamation of the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance for our God, the space that we still occupy, the space that we occupy between the birth of Christ in Bethlehem and his glorious return as he brings to fulfillment the fullness of his everlasting kingdom. This is the space of the already and the not yet, the space of our Advent longing. In our Friday gatherings during Advent, we explore the way that the Psalms invite us to notice the presence of God around us and to rest in God even in the chaos that threatens to overwhelm us. And this past Friday, we explored the invitation to express our hearts before God as we wrote our own psalms. This week, this week we come to the fullness of our Advent longing and expectation as we hear the story of two unlikely mothers-to-be as they greet one another. So we enter into this story of Mary and Elizabeth. I invite you to listen for the invitations. The invitation to hear the prophetic voice of children. The invitation to experience and to name unexpected love. And the invitation to have the kingdom vision and courage to proclaim the already, even in the not yet. The angel Gabriel has come to Mary and told her the amazing news that she will be the mother of Jesus. She will give birth to, nurture, and raise the one who will restore Israel and be called the Son of the Most High. Gabriel also tells Mary that her relative Elizabeth, the one that everyone thought was too old to be a mother, had also conceived a baby for nothing is impossible with God. And so Mary went with haste from Nazareth to Gal- uh, from Nazareth of Galilee to an unnamed town in Judea in order to visit Elizabeth. And listen again to Luke's account of their meeting. When Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. At the sound of Mary's voice, the yet-to-be-born baby John leaps for joy, and Elizabeth listens to her child. This child invites Elizabeth to see differently. Elizabeth does not look at her young relative, pregnant without a husband, weary from a long journey. She doesn't look at her with pity or judgment or contempt. She doesn't offer correction or refuge. She doesn't offer a hiding place. Instead, she proclaims. She proclaims with a prophetic benediction what the Holy Spirit has said to her through the child even in her womb. 
Blessed are you. Blessed is this child you bear, and blessed am I to be with you. My friends, blessed are we when we allow our ears to be open to the instruction of children. Jesus tells us that the kingdom of God belongs to such as these, and truly, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter into it. As we long for the kingdom of God, as we seek to see the kingdom breaking in around us, may we be humble enough to let the children teach us how to see. Listen to what one of our children wrote on Friday as we gathered in community. To learn to listen to God speaking in us as we wrote songs together. I sing with joy in the morning. God helps me grow in faith. When I am pulled by Satan, I remember God and read the Bible. All creation waits, O oh Lord. I am impatient. Make it happen. May we all listen to what children have to teach us about the kingdom of God. And the rejoicing of Elizabeth also teaches us to see unexpected love. Elizabeth, who spent years longing and waiting for a child, spends the first five months of her pregnancy in seclusion. We have a hint at her motive as she emerges from seclusion and, pray, and proclaims, This is what the Lord has done for me when he looked favorably on me and took away the disgrace I have endured among my people. It takes little imagination for us to place ourselves in Elizabeth's shoes. The hope we are not ready to make public. The dream we continue to hold close to our hearts until the time is right. The community we long to trust. The healing we fear to speak aloud. We encounter the love we have almost given up on, and we let it grow quietly within us. And then, and then that unexpected love that we have experienced allows us to bear witness to the unexpected love at work in others. I think that it's Elizabeth's own journey and encounter with God that enables her to see love at work in Mary. Luke really gives us no clues to Mary's motives for making the journey to see Elizabeth, other than Gabriel's revelation to Mary of Elizabeth's miraculous pregnancy. And this is a place in Scripture in which we are invited to allow the Holy Spirit to reveal our own hearts as we place ourselves in Mary's shoes as she sets out in haste. What is it that Mary hopes to find in the household of Zechariah and Elizabeth? What is it that she hopes to avoid as she leaves Nazareth? What is it that we hope to find as we come into the household of God. Regardless of Mary's intention, listen to the love she receives as she comes.
to Elizabeth. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Elizabeth proclaims blessing and recognizes and names the work of love. With kingdom eyes, the one who has experienced unexpected love is able to recognize and name the unexpected love at work in another. May we all listen as those around us recognize and name love at work within us. And may we be filled with the Holy Spirit. And may we have the insight and courage to recognize and speak love to those who come before us. And then, and then we hear Mary respond in her own song of prophetic joy. If we look closely, we see that this great hymn that we call the Magnificat is a lament in reverse. Or perhaps we might call it a truly completed lament. Instead of listing the things that are not right and boldly naming them before God, demanding that God fix what only he can fix, Mary instead with kingdom vision proclaims that work as completed. She proclaims that God is already at work making right all things that are wrong. The high places are brought down, the lowly are lifted up. Those who imagine themselves to be great are humbled by the greatness of God. Those who claim to be powerful are revealed as weak by the mightiness of God. Those who trust in their own wealth are left hungry as God feeds those who trust in him. Those who oppress or demean others in order to make themselves feel important are left empty-handed as God frees the captives and releases the oppressed. Everything that is not right is made right in the kingdom of God. The kingdom vision that Mary invites us to participate in shows us the already of the kingdom breaking out in the not yet of our circumstances. And this kingdom vision allows us to look ahead to that time when Christ does come again in glory to establish the fullness of his everlasting kingdom. For some, this will indeed seem like a terrible judgment as the idols of power and wealth and status are cast down and destroyed. This kingdom vision invites us to allow the Holy Spirit to examine and refine our own hearts. As we listen to the Magnificat, we're invited to allow the Holy Spirit to scatter the pride we hold in the imagination of our hearts. We're invited to allow the Holy Spirit to bring down our hope in the powers and principalities of this world and to rejoice as those that we have considered somehow less than ourselves are lifted up and made equal to us. We're invited to allow the Holy Spirit to cleanse us of the hope we place in the riches of this world so that we may indeed be filled with the good things that God has for us. And above all, this kingdom vision of the Magnificat 
invites us to rejoice in God alone as our Savior. And so, as we conclude this final week of longing and expectation, as we prepare to celebrate with great joy, with great joy, the birth of Jesus, who is the Christ, I invite you to be humble enough to learn from children. I invite you to bear witness to the unexpected love at work in yourself and at work in others. And I invite you to the kingdom vision that perceives and anticipates the fullness of the already, even in our not yet. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.